What is up, everyone? It is your host once again, Aaron Karnas, with the main man, Chris and Terry. How you doing, bro? Good, buddy. Always a pleasure being here with you. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I had a long day today. Oh, I had a long day. Me. I'm like, my body's tired. I got my COVID shot and all that stuff. So I gotta rub yeah. the rub the band-aid. Yeah, the oh, my yeah right on the tap. No, it, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't sting. But yeah, you know. But we're not talking about that. We're talking <laughs> about so- football and. Soccer and Champions League and midweek games. A lot of things. Happened. A lot of things happened this weekend. You know, enough to chit chat. Let's let's dive into it. Let's go. All right. So first, we're starting with midweek games. First in the Premier League, Man City versus Southampton. Man City winning five two. Yes, sir. Man City looks like they're back in form. I think Man United. The Man United game was just tiredness, fatigue with the main team, right. and then this game they just were like, you know. We're just gonna make a statement, and we're just gonna beat Southampton five one five two. And it could have been more. It could definitely could have been more. You know, more. gonna go on score. You know, big boy gonna go on scoring one, and then yeah. Mars going two, and then De Bruyne scoring two. Two as well, yeah. Crazy, yeah. and then yo know, Mars just. What do you think? Give oh. me your opinion about Rian Mars this season. Oh, baller! Straight. Absolute baller. Uh, he's just too good when he gets on his left foot. And uh, which goal was it? I think it was uh, the one right before half, the third one. He, the way he just just so silky smooth, and I think he even had the shot for Gundogan's one of Gundogan's goals mm-hmm. as well, right? Came off the post, uh, just a great player, honestly. Um, when Sane left, I was I was pretty I was I was kind of thinking like I don't really know if any of the guys we have now are really gonna fill in the shoes that that Sane um, that that Leroy Sane left, but. Mars has been killing it, man. Yeah, he's literally yeah. filling filled in his shoes, and he's just like taking that right wing spot. Right. Yeah, I don't see anyone else that could uh, that could play there. At least with what they have now, because I, I think Ferran Torres in the beginning of the season he was playing there a lot. Um, I think he got hurt or something like that. But Mars just took full advantage of that and claimed that as his spot. So. Mm-hmm. And then De Bruyne, not to see him back in form. Yeah. You know, scoring two. Um, his uh, the last goal they scored when oh. he. It was so nice, bro. He, every single Man City goal in that game was so nice. It yeah. was just mm, a peach to watch. Yeah, the way he met the player, mm-hmm. got around it, created his own little space, and uh, and just put it away was was ridiculous. Really yeah, good. yeah, it was really good. You know, Man City. I think they're they're just like with enough of the bet. You know, trash talk saying, you know, losing the United and all that. They're yeah. just like you know Southampton. We're just gonna. Put you in your place right. in like 14th place. <laughs> right, they better start another streak with this win. <laughs> they're just like remaining of the season. Yeah. When you know, when a whole season end of the season winning streak, that'll be crazy if yeah. that happened again. Nice to see, really. And you know who else had a really good game? In my opinion, was Phil Foden. Mm-hmm. I love when he plays at that like false nine position. Honestly, I like seeing City do that more than than using. Uh, hate to say it, but using Gabriel Jesus up there. Just for me, I don't think yeah, he's a good player. I just. Don't think I just think Foden when he plays at that role as a false nine gives Man City a lot more. Um, he's able to provide a lot more and do a lot more than than what Jesus does when he's when he's sitting up top. Yeah, I agree on that. To be honest, like whenever I feel like Gabriel Gabriel just he doesn't fit the scheme in my opinion. Yeah, he's more of you know he's a good player. Don't give him a lot. He's a great player. He just doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't fit the Pep Guardiola right. meta of like. Because Pep mainly plays with a center forward whenever he has the option. He mainly goes with a center forward instead of a striker. That's why we don't see Aguero play as much and all that. But, yeah, I prefer Phil Foden as a CF than a forward as, like, Jesus. Yeah, uh, Jesus is just... 
I think what's nice about Foden is that even though he's really young, you know, he knows when to take his chance and when to play it. Um, I think he's he's selfish when he needs to be, but he's also a team player when he needs to be. Jesus can have, I don't know, two guys in front of him and a player to his right wide open, but he's still going to try to take the shot instead of laying it off to one of his teammates. Um, but yeah, Foden is just great, man. He's a great young player who Man City, you know, is going to have for a long time. Hopefully can stay clear of injuries and stuff like that but uh mm-hmm. but you know we'll see what happens and crazy too because he had that one that that one play that should have been a pk and that's what i'm thinking too it's like what's the point of our if you're not going to call a clear foul you know the the goal the, the goalie ended up taking a bad touch phil foden got there he gets tripped up and he doesn't go to ground i mean he obviously falls but then he gets himself back up and continues to play and nothing came out of it you know it, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I don't know how that was in the PK. I was whenever I watched it, it was like that's a clear PK, yeah, clear foul, clear foul, and I don't know why they didn't call it at that time. You know, it just shows the inconsistencies yeah. in a lot of the leagues compared to like Champions League and all these competitions. The inconsistency in refereeing between all Green VAR and all this, you know, between the refs and VAR and everything. Yeah. Like, obviously, he was, like, literally, if he would have not gotten fouled, he would have easily had a nice little tap in. Exactly. But, yeah. But yeah. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. But, good to see Man City back in form. And, yeah, we'll see, you know, how they go with the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, the other big um, league game that happened this week was in La Liga. That was uh, Atletico, Atletico Madrid versus Atletico Bilbao. Atletico Madrid winning 2-1. Um, to be honest, I thought this game should have been 1-1. Uh, the PK <laughs> that they allowed... Like I said, back to the VAR issue. The PK that was allowed in this game was extremely soft, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that should have not have been a PK. What do you think about it? I think it was a PK. Really? It was really soft, but I do see the contact. And I get what you're saying. You know, It was really soft. Um, any other ref could have, you know, not called it a PK, but when you do see the replace, in my opinion, you see the contact there. Again, I think it's really soft, but there is contact. Yeah, I mean, I've seen softer PK. I've seen harder PKs. Not harder fouls not, not be called. Like, I agree. Like, the Phil Foden one, that was a harder foul that didn't get called a PK. And and the one against Suarez, obviously, was really soft, but the contact's there, in my opinion. Um, I mean, but, you know, Suarez is also the type of player that's going to sell it to you. He's not going to... You know, he's he doesn't have a conscience really. He likes to well he obviously has a conscience, but in the and when he's playing he, he's not scared to go down and 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 make the most out of something that's barely there. So in my opinion I think it's a PK. But uh again, I agree. It's really, really soft. Yeah, that was really soft and you know, as a Barca, as Barca fans we really wanted a draw <laughs> or a loss I for, wanted a loss. I wanted a loss. To be honest, yeah. I thought Bilbao should have won this game. I mean, the first goal, it was off a deflection. Um, it was a nice play by Atleti, but it hit off the defender's mid mid Yeah, mid, mid, yeah, mid, mid, yeah. yeah, and then just boop. Oh, you're sorry, you're talking yeah, about the Rentes. Yeah, the Rentes, when he sorry. headed it and um, it hit off the defender's you know mm-hmm. body, went in deflection straight into the goal. Yeah. You know, it was sort of like um, unlucky, in my opinion. It was, oh, just, yeah. it was just like luck. It's just like... Uh, 
of course i thought madrid had luck in order to win this yeah all the goals in this game were, were kind of ugly to be honest with you yeah the, the munayin goal he's like <laughs> he like slips and barely gets a touch on it and all blacks really going the other way and it goes in uh, they probably went the pitch too much the night before. Yeah, so I agree. it was a little slippery. Everyone was slipping. <laughs> I agree but, on that. Um, but yeah, same with the uh, with Llorentes, like you were saying. If the if the player wouldn't have gotten the way and deflected, the goalie would have easily made a save. And then that soft PK at the end, um, yeah, could have gone any any other way, really. But. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, hey, as Barca fans, we, you know, now they're, what, how many points? They are uh, six, points six points clear six of Barca. Clear of Barca. Yeah. But we're even in even matches. In games. Yeah. So, you know, that's a good sign. You know, it's only six. It could have yeah, been more. Six, so, yeah, yeah. you know, as we more, yeah. It was more, <laughs> but now it's only six. Yeah. So, you know, we're glad that it's only six. And hopefully, as the season goes on, they're just going to drop in points. Yeah. Also, shout out. We're also live on Instagram Live. Go follow us <laughs> on Instagram. It's the Karenos and Tercius Podcast Instagram handle. Go and follow us. We live every single Again. one of our podcasts on on Instagram, and we actually have a follower. He's my sister, Adrian. Sub <laughs> um, Adrian. Um, hope you had a good day, and thank you for you know supporting us. We appreciate it. Um, spread the word, Adrian. We need your support. Everyone support on this. Support us. You know we're trying to get yes, this sir. get this big, get this moving, and you know your support really helps us mm-hmm. be able to get big. But moving on to the biggest games that happened in this week which is Uh-oh. the champions league the champions the champions league we're back ah <laughs> uh, man what a series of four games yeah, really good what games. a really it was amazing this week so many upsets so many you know conflicting moments you a had of, you uh, were just on the edge of your seat the yeah. entire week and it was just mm, and i love that about the champions league yeah. well besides one game the other three were fantastic which was one you didn't like? The Liverpool game. Oh, yeah, that game was bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 so boring. The Liverpool <laughs> game. That game was just bad. But yeah. we're going to start with the game that happened first, which was the Porto, you know, Juventus versus Porto game. It ended 2-3-2, ending in a 4-4 aggregate. I mean, Christian, you got it right, bro. Yes. Look at that. You know it. Porto advancing. Porto advances. Come on, baby. Look at that. I love Look the at under, that. underdog story. So hopefully they can make it pretty far and we'll see. They have, yeah. a, good, they have a good little squad. Yeah, so. they have a good. Don't go lie. They played very, in the very this game, they played really well this entire game. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, obviously, once they got a, a stupid, stupid red card in the second half, uh, that kind of gave Juventus the momentum shift. But you know, Porto actually stuck out to what they did in the first leg, which is what I liked a lot. They uh, they weren't afraid to, to go at them. You know, they had a they had a, a one goal advantage, right? It was like two one in the first leg, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of the times you see teams that aren't as big as if you want to call it that way, then then their rivals kind of sit back and just absorb, try to absorb all the pressure, and then catch the team in a counter. But Porto ended up you know high pressing and they closed gaps really nicely, you know, and then. Um, they started winning. Yeah, that's actually how they scored the first goal. They they high pressed. One of the players gets fouled in the box, and then they get a they get a PK. Um, yeah, that was a very dumb challenge by Demiral. Oh, dumb. You know, you know you defend. They know the attacker is waiting for contact on that. Always. Yeah. All all day in this age, attackers always are looking for contact in the box, mm-hmm. and he was just waiting for it. And Demiral gave it to him. PK. Three yeah. one advantage. But in my opinion, Chiesa he's a baller. Chiesa balled out. Balled out. Yeah. He was a baller this game. Want to talk about putting his team on his back? Chiesa. 
put the team on his back this game, bro. And he had both goals, and he brought him back from the dead, bro. And this sucks for him. He should have a hat trick. Yeah, he he should have a hat trick. He hit off the post. Remember when Pepe he freaking yes, beat the keeper, right, and Pepe right. hit off the post and went out. Let's talk about Pepe for a second. Yo. Pepe is almost. He's what thirty eight years old, yeah. and probably played the best game I've ever seen Pepe play. You mm-hmm. know, oh my god, well, you know the guy's a grandpa out there, and he's playing amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he's playing fantastic, and you know it just um, shows that you know his longevity and all that stuff and all that. But Porto, you just played really good. But that second half, Juventus just flipped the switch. Oh, yeah. They, they just flipped it. Yeah, yeah. And Chiesa, that first... Oh, my God. That first goal. And uh, upper 90, opposite corner. Oh, my God. Ronaldo's uh, assist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not much that Ronaldo did anyways, but the but, ball got played into him. He touched it, and then he just top bins. Yeah. He was lovely. just cooking. Yeah. Lovely, just, lovely goal. Lovely goal. He was cooking that game. I feel bad because, you know, you could have put, you know, gave Juve, you know, the win. It would have yeah. been up three, what three one? Would have given them the agony. yeah. If they would have scored the one, they would have scored the one that came out the post. But they had some. Juve had lots of chances this game. Yeah, and they should have put it away. And I want to ask you, what does this mean for Cristiano Ronaldo? Since you know, being eliminated for the second time in the round of sixteen, what does this mean for him personally? Right. I think not just even Ronaldo, but even for Juventus too. I think it's been a. Uh, uh, it's been a low blow, you know. It's a, it's a failing project that they, that they've done. You know, instead of going and investing, I guess you can say you can. They they could have invested a bit more, like on a younger player, a player that, that had you know, that had that could bring that intensity. Not saying that Bernardo's an intense, but within these last three, was it three years now that they got knocked out of the Champions League? Um, once was in the quarters, and then it was uh, it was first by Ajax, then mm-hmm. it was second by Lyon. Third by uh, who was it? Uh, Porto. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. of days ago. Am I thinking? Uh, <laughs> I just don't think. I wouldn't say he doesn't have it in him. I just feel like he's he's kind of not the same game changer that we once saw. And the guy's what thirty six years old. You know, he's not in his prime anymore. Obviously, he he looks great for his age and is still playing at a high level. But they they brought Ronaldo to Juventus to win the Champions League. They were tired of winning. You know, the Coppa Italia and winning um, Serie A, they needed what they want is the Champions League. And for him not being able to do it, I think that means that it's a, you know, it's a failed project yeah. that they've had. And he might leave, I think. Yeah, he might leave. To be honest, he had chances this game to close it out well. Yeah. Remember that header he hit wide when he should have yeah. been selfish taking that yeah. header? Yeah, he and, tried to play Morata in. Mm-hmm. And he should have just been selfish and taken that in. But, you know, he, in my opinion, is just like... And not gonna lie, the free kick when he went underneath his legs. Yeah, and you know he just, turned his face and literally, if he would have looked straight ahead, he would have been able to save it. Exactly. You know, he, the wall was horrendous. You can't even deny it. And then Sergi didn't save that, but it just shows, in my opinion, Porto really isolated Ronaldo. They had yeah. three or four people surrounding him at all times, mm-hmm. and it just shows that he's older. He's not the same player that. You know, you saw Madrid and United and all that. And he might, like you say, he might leave. And what's Juventus going to do about it? And that's the trick. That's the key in my opinion. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen with Juventus. And Juve still are hunting for that Champions League. It's been, what, 25 years? It's been a long time. 25 years since they won the Champions League. You weren't even born, my guy. Exactly. I wasn't even born when (laughs) Juve won the Champions League. But 
yeah, it's just crazy because we always see Juventus as a top team, but they haven't won the championship. They've been to so many finals, but yeah, can't win it. Yeah, and and what I find really interesting too is that. You know, it looked like their game plan this game was obviously to get the ball out wide and just, you know, spring crosses in. And Ronaldo was hardly ever in, in you know, at one of those. The one t- I feel like he should have been in the box a lot more than what he was. The one time that, or the two chances that he had, he should have put away, which is the header to Morata. And the one that he ended up getting, well, from a ball over top, he laid off to Keza. You know, instead of him drifting out wide, which way he does nothing for the team, get in the box, bro. You know, they're going to... They're trying to put crosses and get in there. You know, no one on that pitch is a is a better header of the ball than you are, you know? And that's just what I think. And and also uh Morata had what was it, two chances in the first mm-hmm. half that he mm-hmm. that he could have put away. Um but again, you know, Marchesin had an amazing game. Uh him and Pepe, you know, a lot of the times when the balls were being put in, they weren't really driven balls, they were kind of floaters, and Pepe was able to get in the back and you know, at the end of those and had and clear those uh, those headers. Or like clip those crosses, but but yeah, very just disappointed overall with Juventus. Obviously, they're they don't they're not have as much as a great team as they used to, but I mean they still got they still have talent there. They, there's something to build off from that, and just obviously not the way that they wanted to go out in the Champions League, knowing that they came out in first place of their group, you know. Um, but yeah, crazy man. Yeah, exactly. And you know we're gonna see how Porto plays out because you know. Porto is an underdog. They've mm-hmm. always been viewed as an underdog. I think this is the seventh time they made it out of the, out of the round of 16. Yeah, so. so this is crazy because you rarely see Porto ever come out. Because there's always, she was making a round of 16, they always get knocked out yeah. by some big club. And, you know, it's nice to see a different team advance. Yeah, and, for sure. It's nice to see the little underdogs. Because I feel like every year there's a different underdog that gets, you know, that gets through. Um, and maybe this might be Porto's year. We don't know. You don't know. You don't know. But hey, <laughs> we'll see. Um, the second game was uh, Dortmund versus Sevilla, two-two uh, aggregate. So ending five-four. I think one of us actually guessed the tie. So yeah, I think we were pretty. Clo- <laughs> you know, we were pretty close. We both got Dortmund advancing. Yeah. So we were pretty close on the score line on the teams getting right on the score line. Right. But yeah, it was a good game by you know Sevilla. Definitely should have had a lot of chances this game. Um, the one thing I noticed throughout all the games that um, you see. In this, you know, in this week, there was the under the team that had was lagging behind was really offensive. Like yeah. Sevilla was super offensive, um, especially in the first. Juventus super offensive. Uh, a lot of the teams this week were super offensive, and Sevilla they could have scored a lot of goals this mm-hmm. game, and they mm-hmm. should have scored. They had a lot of yeah. opportunities and they had a lot of chances to score. It sadly they just came later on in the game, right. and obviously later on in the game died off, and you know they are trying. Right. But yeah, Dorman just. Erlen Holland is insane. This man is insane for a twenty-year-old. Yeah, and the presence that he has on the pitch too. You know, he's only he's how old? Twenty. Twenty. Yeah, like I mean, he's playing out there like he's in his prime already. You know, it's it's crazy. Just the way that he carries himself is really impressive at, at a young age. Just all that confidence, you know, that character. It, I think that's definitely helped out Dortmund a lot this season too, because they're not they're not all that great to be honest with you. Yeah, they're not good. I mean, he's literally care like. Keza was carrying Juventus this week. Holland has been carrying Dortmund this entire season. Yeah, so and and uh, crazy game too. And Sevilla, you know, like we were talking, like we were saying, they could have put the put the game away. Um, you know, there was numerous chances of Lucas Ocampos being able to, you know, or at least trying to find the target, but just wasn't able to do so. Yeah, long as Suso, Suso as well. Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, and his city scored two goals, but he had plenty of chances. He could have got himself a hat trick as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just wasn't able to get in the back. Uh, but for him, many of those were crosses, but wasn't able to redirect those exactly. except the last one. But yeah, but yeah, uh, very intense game. Yeah, but there was a lot of controversy in the oh, game. A lot of there was. You want to talk about it? We can talk. <laughs> let's talk about the controversy. Controversy was um, the second goal for Erlen Holland when um, so how it went down was Erlen Holland he. Dribbled by the center. Well, who was the center back? It was Diego Carlos. Diego Carlos. He bodied him and scored a goal, but yet they called it back because it was a foul on Holland. So he got rid of the goal and they uh, declared a penalty. And from Holland, missed the first penalty, but Bono, the goal, Sevilla goalkeeper, was off the line. Mm-hmm. And Bono was all in Holland's face for missing yeah. and all that stuff. And then next, and then they redo the penalty. Talking smack. Talking, yeah, talking smack. <laughs> and then Holland scores the second penalty and gets all in Bono's face and talking Sevilla talking smack. Talk smack. <laughs> and then uh, the Sevilla players got up in Holland yeah. and they were trying to fight him and all this. And I was like, "What do you think about the situation?" Uh, it's weird, bro. Because like honestly, you see this happen a lot, right? When there's clearly a foul. In the box, but then, say not that player, but maybe it goes out to someone else and he puts it away. They're like, ah, right, whatever, you got the goal, go ahead, right? I just feel like they just should have let play go on, really, because the the ball. I, I think I feel like it'd be different if the ball went out of bounds, not necessarily out of bounds, but say Holland takes that shot, right? He misses. Okay, oh, VAR checks back and and says, okay, this is the this is this is a penalty. We have to take it, you know. Um, but the fact that he scored, I would just be like, just let it slide. Because at the end of the day, too, it just delays the game so much. You have to go back to check for the PK, and then the incident with Bono, and him being off the line, and then Holland going again, and then actually scoring the third PK. It's just just, uh, just like a time lapse, right? It was just when everything just slowed down so much. And I feel like that's the thing that people don't really like about VAR, too, is that it just slows down the game so much. I think they need to find a way to make it more efficient, quicker. But the guy literally scored less than what was it, like fifteen seconds after the after the PK. Just let the goal go in, bro. It was, who cares? You know, he scored. Let's go back. You know, let's continue back to the game. It's it's a goal, clear chance. It wasn't like as if a Dortmund player fouled a Sevilla player in the box. You know, so yeah, I agree on that. To be honest, it was kind of dumb because. You know, Holland scored, like you said, Holland scored, at, you know, after the foul. And it's just like, yeah. you know, play advantage exactly. so that advantage. you, you know, you don't stop the flow of the game. And, you know, if they score, they score. It's a goal. You shouldn't have to go back and do VAR and call the foul, bring it back. And then we have this controversy and then you create a fight that yeah. could have been prevented and all this jazz and... Yeah, it's just, it could have been prevented. And VAR definitely has to figure out a way. Like, this whole week was full of VAR decisions and referee decisions that definitely could have impacted the game right. and could have been changed and definitely could have been prevented. Yeah, and that's the thing about VAR, too. It's like, if that if that challenge would have happened outside the 18, they wouldn't have gotten called, you know? They would have let an advantage player, then Holland would have scored, and they would have counted his goal, you know? But it's like, as soon as anything happens in the box, it's it's just, you know, if it's anything out of the ordinary, then 
they they freak out, you know. And it's like, bro, like the same fouls are that's taken forever are being committed. If they were committed out to the box, they wouldn't they wouldn't care. They wouldn't go back and check. But it's as soon as it gets to the box, it's just too delicate. They have to analyze everything. It's like, come on, guys, like. The guy scored. Just let it. Just move on. Yeah. You know? Just let it be. Just let it be. But yeah, Dorman looking impressive onto the quarterfinals. Right. Holland just killing it in the Champions League. And his... one thing too, like imagine if Bono would have kept his foot on the line, and Holland's PK gets saved. You know, imagine how much yeah. more would have erupted. In and imagine if Sevilla comes back, right? Yeah. And they actually win this game. Imagine how upset the Dorman players, the fans, everyone watching this game is like. What's the what was the point of that? The advantage went on. He scored legitimate goal, but now you're giving Sevilla another chance. You know exactly. You know that's another aspect that could have changed the entire game. Yeah, like you literally could have, if Dorman didn't score that goal, it would have been two one Sevilla. Yeah, and it would have been tied, and it would have gone in. No, they would have. Yeah, they would have won on. No, they wouldn't have won on the game. It would go into overtime, extra time. Uh, it would have been. It still would have had to be because it would be four four. Yeah, it'll be four four because it'll be. And Sevilla would have, uh, still would have advanced though because yeah, because of Wiggles. Two Wiggles, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, that possibility that that could have happened. You're right, right. That you know it could have gone into extra time or, you know, you had to wait till the end to figure it out. That that couldn't have been. That could have happened, and right. it could have been prevented by that basic decision from VAR. Like, come on, VAR, we gotta do better. Far has to do in the flow of the game, boys. Far has to do better. Far definitely has to do better. Okay. But um, also, shameless promo. We're live on Instagram, live on our Instagram account. Um, go follow our Instagram account. It's the Karanos and Tercios podcast. And at the end, we're doing predictions. And to have the fans involved, we will have a prize. Well, I'm giving away a prize to y'all on the Instagram account. Just go to our Instagram account, DM. Um, I'll tell you about the competition later on. When we get the predictions, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But when we get the predictions, I will let you know how to, you know, do all that stuff and possibly win something at the end. Yeah, but right on to the game that we were very disappointed in, which was Barcelona versus PSG, one to one. Chris, Barcelona should have won this game by a lot. Yes, sir. Tell me what you think. Dembélé can't finish. It's <laughs> as simple we, as that. I think we knew that. cannot finish. And if he would have taken all the chances he had in the first half, he literally could have had a hat trick. He could have scored even more than that. He could have had four goals. But, you know, I always give Vinicius a hard time about going into going into you know training and working and shooting. Dembélé, my guy, go into the training pitch, stay 15-20, I don't care, 30 minutes afterwards, and just work on your finishing, bro. Because obviously he was frustrated, but you know, you can. I think you can agree to this too. As a as a player, not even just a striker, but as a player, the more chances you, if your confidence isn't up there, or if you know you, you there is some doubt in you, the more you, the more chances, clear chances you miss, the more the more set doubt, no self doubt starts to creep in. You know, the more doubt creeps in, and you're like, oh shoot, well the next one, oh my gosh, you're you're not thinking about the next strike going into the goal you're thinking about the mess or the miss that you just had a few minutes ago and I think that's what happened with him it's like bro you got all these clear chances given to you there was one where he took on Kurzawa did everything right cuts in the right and just blasted over the goal it's like bro I didn't gotta hit so hard just put it away and then there's some where he just got easy you know passes into the box 
the, the goals right in front of him hits it straight straight at Navas it's like bro come on man we gotta put those away yeah. and obviously you know Messi missed the PK but like it's just it just wasn't our day and I mean at the end of the day we can't be too upset I don't think we expected much from this Barca side anyway especially after the 4-1 loss but you know, it was there to win it they had a good game plan Ronald Koeman is, has done some of this 3-5-2 uh, formation it looks good and I think it's a little bit too late at least in this season, to you know, to really build off of that. Um, but you know, they still got the Liga, or at least in terms of the Champions League, it's a little bit too late. But at least I got the Liga, Copa del Rey. But that's what I think. Yeah, to be honest, Barca they had chances. They had chances. To, in my opinion, in the first half they should have been three one. It should have been three one mm-hmm. Barca, and they could have easily. You know, they had. I check the stats on the game. Barca had twenty one shots, ten on target. Yeah, and they had 70, 70 plus possession. Yeah, 70. And they were just dominant this entire game over PSG. And it was just crazy how Dembele and Messi missing the PK, obviously. But Dembele had so many opportunities to put this game away. Yeah. And he, you know, we could have, you know, in 30 minutes, we could have been up 2 0, 2 0, 3 0, easily. And that would have changed a lot in the game because PSG, they obviously would have played more defensive. And that's, you know, something we, that we thrive in because, you know, Barca, all our teams play defensively against Barca, but right. it's just like we definitely could have won this game, and I feel like we could have won this leg, this you know leg, and this tie, yeah. just in general. I agree. No, yeah, it's a, it's a shame that we weren't able to take full advantage of it, but you know, things happen. It's soccer; no one's perfect. Things like this happen, but it just has to be better. You know, um, it's just a shame that they weren't able to to come out with the win and advance in the Champions League, but. You know, there's always next year. Hey, yo, tell, tell me about that penalty that freaking PSG, that soft penalty PSG got. Tell me about that soft penalty, dude. Like, Super again, soft. the VAR decisions that they have in this situation, yeah. that was a soft penalty. Yeah. That was so soft. Right. Compared to the co- compared to the penalties Barcelona were asking for, that was extremely soft, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it's just, it's just unfortunate how it happened as well. Because... Uh, the fact that, that Icardi gets in front of Langley, one, shouldn't happen. Two, it was accidental. You know, if you see Icardi's running Langley, everyone's looking at where the ball's coming from. And what I don't understand is, you know, it's just what's so unfortunate, too, is because the cross goes straight to Ter Stegen. Icardi's maybe like five yards away, not even near the, not even near the ball. And then... Langley just steps on his heel accidentally, you know, and it's the same thing as 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 the 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 PK in the, in the in the previous match, you know, that we were talking about. If it's outside of the eighteen, no one really cares for it. No one's like, oh, okay, but just because it's in the box, you know, it, if it's a clear scoring chance, I agree, you know, call the PK. If he does, if the if the ball is coming into Icardi's path and he accidentally steps on his heel and Icardi falls. You know, he's definitely he's, he he probably would have gotten you know a touch on it or something. But the fact that he wasn't even near the ball, and it just makes no sense. And with, what makes me think too is like, what if he was on the other side of the box, right? And not even close to the ball either. If he gets stepped on, you know, something accidental, would they call that a PK as well? Even though he was not even close to the to the to the cross, you know, not even in the in the in the play of the game. You know, it just makes no sense. Um, but super soft. Um, but yeah, that's got clobbered by Keller Navas on the other end. Navas didn't have possession of the ball or nothing. 
Should have been PK. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you compare Des being clobbered, you know, in the box by Navas. No, no, no. He had him in possession. He just literally ran into him. How is that not a PK? And then you yeah. allow this soft penalty to be a, P- a PK. Even though Barca, Barca's PK was kind of questionable too. Well, obviously that was a PK. But oh, it was a PK all day. Yeah, the one was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was PK. PK. But still, it's just like you compare the inconsistencies between that PK and Des's PK, or you compare Suarez's PK to Des's to the one that Des should have. Right. The inconsistencies are so, you know, it's there and you right. see it, and you're like, "What's going on?" Like right. it just makes you question why VAR is still here and what's the purpose of it. Right, because the purpose of this is to you know call the fouls that are fouls and to you know not cheat a team of not earning a pk you know and foden should have had a pk in the man city game uh suarez even though it was super soft you know and there's just you know the one against Dest, Longley, and i forgot the other one we were just talking about but there's just so many inconsistencies like you said it's like and i get it you know people are human no one's perfect things are going to happen mistakes but Come, it's just they're just the two. Like you said, I don't even know. I, I can't even. Yeah, I can't even, the I can't wide, even say the wide span yeah. between the penalty, the calls in one game, the inconsistency between the refereeing in one game, and should be translated. Yeah. throughout it should be the same throughout. Literally, Christian and I can have a whole episode on VAR if we yeah. wanted to. It's just crazy how these um, calls are made. In one game, but yet in another game, it's not called. It's right. just inconsistent, in my opinion. And it's like, there should be a system in place to, you know, to resolute these things, you know? To take care of this so that that doesn't happen. But it's like, as if they just, I f- it feels like as if they just gave it to the refs or gave it to the game. And we're like, okay, guys, we'll figure this out as we go, as it goes, you know? And it's not something that's in place. Like, okay, these are the rules, X, Y, and Z. And the rules of the game is just are just so broad as well. So, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's mainly interpretation from the referee, but, you know, Des, I thought that was going to have been a PK. That could have changed the game. would have been 2-1. And then well, Messi, if, if he would have scored. <laughs> but I think if Messi, if Messi would have scored that first one, he definitely would have scored the second one. Yeah. That would have given him confidence being like, okay, 3-1, let's go. Let's get it moving. Yeah. And then, you know, Messi's bang, Messi had a banger that game. Oh, my God. That, was, that was a ripper. Yeah. From 35 yards, yeah. that was the swirl on that. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. And then the second half, spin. Bar- Barcelona just completely dominated this game. And it was just some for- In my opinion, one of the best Barcelona games they played this season. And yeah, it, I'm just sad that they couldn't. At least that first half, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's... Uh, once the second half came around, I think what, what, was it, what was an issue was not capitalizing in the first half and obviously missing that PK right before halftime. I think if he would have scored that one, the second half would have been a lot, would not have been as laxed. Because now you're thinking, okay, we got 45 minutes to, to score three to go into overtime. That's when that, like, you know, that self doubt starts creeping in. It's like, okay, can we really do this? You know, because that, that's what happens, you know. Um, as time runs out, you start getting more anxious or your, 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 your belief starts, you know, mm. minimizing. So, yeah. I think if they at least would have gone up 2-1 at half, it, it could have been a different game. Barca could have won this tie. It's only two goals, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we, I mean, hey, crops to PSG. 
they did, you know. Props to Navas, man, had a great game. Yeah, Kayla Navas made so yeah. many saves that game. Yeah, and they say he literally saved PSG. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. If they wouldn't have had him or top goalie like him, then it would have been a different story. I yeah, think. it would have been completely different. Like, imagine they had had a uh, trapping goal. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I would have been able to look that out over again. <laughs> that would have been freaking... Oh, my God. That would have been insane. Right. It would have been a goal fest. Oh, my gosh. Peter yeah. Trapp. Peter Trapp and goal. Didn't believe it wouldn't have gotten scared him from the net. Yeah. <laughs> he would have put those away. Yeah, but obviously Navas played in Madrid, so obviously they, have, they know each other. He knows the Barca players and all that, <laughs> so... But, hey, we move on. But on to the most boring Champions League game that happened, which was Liverpool versus RB Leipzig, which was... 2-0 to Liverpool, which is shocking because Liverpool was playing at home, but they didn't play at home. So, technically, they're still, <laughs> they still haven't won a game at home since November. So, yeah. Technically, it was a home game, but they were playing at Budapest. Yeah. So, but Liverpool played good. I'm shocked because they actually played good for once. Yeah. And they actually were creating chances. Yeah. Liverpool can only win at home when they're not at home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It can't be, you know, at Anfield. Right. It has to be somewhere else. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I think one of the biggest things that helped Liverpool this game was having Fabinho actually play in the midfield. Um, it brought a different, you know, he brought a different, uh, it was a different presence in the midfield than, you know, some of the guys have been playing more of a... More of a dominance and assertiveness for him, um, and that was able to, you know, to let other players do 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 their roles. Um, but yeah, even though they won two, no, they could have won by so much more. Oh my gosh, so many wasted chances by Salah, Mane, like bro, you know, like they could have been up, they could have literally won this game. I think four nil, five nil. I agree. And you know, Leipzig isn't a isn't a bad team, but you know, imagine if they get like a not even a Man City. Imagine if they get like a like a Bayern next round, right? You know, say. If Bayern, you know, advances, it, the next leg, anyone can play anyone, you know. It's it's the draw. It's the World Cup draw. Excuse me, the Champions League draw. So, anyone can play anyone, which is crazy. Yeah, um, yeah it's just crazy. Because um, uh, it's just like they could have had so many more chances. Mane missed. Salah. Freaking, when Mane freaking headbutted. Oh, yeah, what you <laughs> you literally went, like, headbutted the, the ground. ground. Salah missed the one-on-one with uh, Gulusetsky. Yeah. And then he literally, the ball was bouncing and he decided to head it down like into the ground to get around him and then Salah foul, got fouled yeah. the freaking defender and I was like aye 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 but um Diego Jota played well yeah 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 he actually did well as a center as the striker yeah Diego Jota played well yeah I he, agree he had a couple chances yeah. he had a header free header yeah yeah free header and he uh he assisted Salah's goal mm-hmm. so yeah he Salah cooked over Mikano Oh my gosh! He yeah, him. he got way he got by him with ease. Yeah, literally, just like his first touch was to his left, and then Ubrakano was just like dragging to the right, and I right. was like, "Are you kidding me?" And then he was just like easy finish in the corner, and yeah, I was like, really "Yeah." But then um, uh, Davo Norigi score having the assist, <laughs> the assist, yeah, the assist. Have had the assist on the assist. I'm surprised they don't start him more often. Yeah, yeah, you you think he's that a decent more... player? Yeah. He's not that bad, but it's just like. Mm-mm. I guess just inconsistency right. or something like that. But yeah, uh, good for Liverpool. You know, yeah, really hopefully this helps them in the Prem. But it's just weird because they look like a, like such a different team when they play Champions League than when they play in the Prem. Uh, and obviously, you know, their their inconsistency levels or the levels of consistency have definitely impacted them in the Prem, which might even not allow them to play in the Prem next. Excuse me, the Champions League next year if they don't win it. Yeah. So. so, so that's a question. If Liverpool makes a run in the ch- and go and wins, let's say they win the Champions League, does that salvage Klopp this season? Oof. 
even though they're doing bad in the Prem, does that save Klopp this season if they won the Champions League? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you can't sack a coach that won the the Champions League for you. That'd be that'd be mental. That'd that be is, crazy. That is true. Yeah. Still, even if you even if you're tenth in the prep, I think so. I mean, because then you can look at it this way. You know, you can say, oh well, you know, with the players that I've had injured, I was able to 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 win the Champions League, a much harder competition. You can say it's the best teams in Europe. Um, you can say I put up well. I put all my focus in the Champions League. He was like, screw the prem. I, I wasn't going to get far in the, I wasn't going to get top four Premier anyway, so I'm just going to focus um, and put all, you know, have all my best players for the Champions League so that I can win it. And I think that would save them. It's, it's got to save them. Yeah. Know, we've seen yeah. managers get saved because they win Europa League. You know, yeah, they have true. a terrible season. So, and then hopefully with the, during the summer, he can get all his players back. Um, might make a couple of signings because, you know, they have to rejuvenate their team. But yeah, if they win the, if they win the Champions League, in my opinion, Klopp is saved. Yeah. Um, I think he'll probably get, another season even if they don't win it but I don't know yeah I don't know because um, Klopp's been looking at the Germany job you know Germany obviously replacement um, for Yugi Love. Love is um, leaving after the Euros say that again you said it perfectly Yugi Love Yugi Love Yugi Love Yakim Love Yakim whatever his name Yuri. I say Yuri Love um, but yeah he said he's leaving so Klopp might be eyeing the Germany job but um, yeah I, in my opinion Yes, if they don't do what if they do terrible in the prem, let's say they get eighth or ninth, I do agree that the Champions League would save him, but I think it will only save him for a short amount of time because Liverpool's expectation in the prem is so high; their expectations are always high, yeah. and I think it will save him for one more year. And then if they don't do well in the prem, I think it's gonna get fired. I think he, he's still gonna stay there regardless, even if they don't have done of a don't finish, you know. Um, in the top four or even in Europe, um, I just I personally just don't see Klopp outside of Europe. Um, and yeah, he could be eyeing that that Germany job, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just gonna be weird it's, if even when the day comes of him not managing Liverpool anymore, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be weird for a long time. Yeah, so. it's gonna be weird. But yeah, whereas Liverpool, congratulations for making to to all the teams who made it to the quarterfinals. Congratulations to PSG. Nope. Well, not PSG. Um, <laughs> yeah, PSG. We hope you lose in the quarters. Congratulations, PSG. Yeah, congratulations, PSG. Congratulations to Borussia Dortmund. Congratulations to FC Porto. Woo, FC Porto. Let's get it, boys. And congratulations to Liverpool for, to the, for advancing to the quarterfinals in the Champions League. Yes. So, prediction time. This is where you went, might win some money from us. So, this is how you do it. It's so, Aaron's money, not mine. It's, yeah, it's, it's my money. So. It's like, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll do 50 50. 50 so, 50. so, 100 bucks on the line. 50 from me, 50 from Chris. So, all you have to do, follow our Instagram page. Um, you're going to, so what's you're going to do? We're going to have a post. And what you're going to do is you're going to guess the score lines for the three games that we have for this weekend. You're going to guess the score line and the winner. If you get both right, you get 100 bucks from us. Just as just for getting them right. What if one of us wins? If one of us wins, then we keep our money. <laughs> <laughs> if one of us, we keep our money. That's our yeah. money. But we're putting a hundred bucks, fifty from each side, on the line for y'all to win. So please follow our Instagram account so you can enter this competition because it's free. And who doesn't want to enter some ways of free money? Yeah, come on now. Come on, that's easy. Come easy on. cash, boys. Easy cash. And come girls. On. And girls. Let's do this. All right. 
Here are the three games that we are going to give you. So, the first is the North London Derby. Yeah. Tottenham versus Arsenal. Ooh, what a game. So, here are some facts. So, we're going to lay the facts for you. So, it's non, so you know what's going on. And you give us your scroll on Instagram, we'll give you our score lines. And so, here's some facts. So, Arsenal are witness in their last five games against Tottenham in all competitions. Two draws, three losses. Mm-hmm. Tottenham are looking to win their third straight league game versus Arsenal Come on, since October of 1974. Oof. So, if ta- so, Tottenham, you know, and Tottenham have been, they won three straight in the Prem. Yep. So looking they're playing good. well. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale looking strong against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to love it. Um, Arsenal have just lost two of their last 35 home games to Tottenham. So last time they lost to Tottenham was November of 2010 at home. Wow. And yeah, Arsenal lost, have just lo- won. So they've won two new. They just lost. I can't. This wording is very confusing. But Arsenal have lost just one of their last seven home games. So you have Tottenham and you have Arsenal. Chris, what's going to happen? I'm biased. So I'm going with the Tottenham win. I'm going to say 2 1 win. Ooh, 2 1. 2 1. one. All right. I'm going to say Gareth Bale gets one, Harry Kane gets the other. And uh, I give it to to the young man Obama Yang. He's okay. not so young anymore, but all right. just because right. I like Obama, he played for Dortmund, you know. All right, all right, all right. I see y'all. So I see you. I see you. So Tottenham's in good form. Tottenham they've looked dominant since Gareth Bale has been inserted to the lineup. Arsenal looking shaky. They drew against Burnley. They both won today they, in the Europa League. They did both win. Yeah. So you know, but in the Prem, they tied to Burnley. Arsenal obviously looking inconsistent, but Tottenham, they're looking good. They're on the way up. They're what six? Well, they're sixth or seventh? Uh, seventh. They're in seventh. Yeah, they're I think uh, Liverpool's right below. Yeah, so they're in seventh. Yeah, they're in seventh. So Tottenham's in seventh. They've Gareth Bale has been looking good. Um, I think it's going to be a one-one draw, and I think. Gareth Bale, is gonna, I think Gareth Bale is going to score one, and I think uh, Nicolo Pepe will score the Pepe, other. Pepe, okay. I think he's going to score the other one. He might, he might have a good game. Yeah. So you never know. But that is our predictions for the Tottenham Arsenal game. You give us your prediction on our Instagram account. We'll see how that goes. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so the second game, it is West Man United versus West Ham. Very important game. Extra important. Yes, sir. All right. They'll give you some facts. So, Man United are looking to complete the first league double over West Ham since 2013. Wow. So, that was when David Moyes was coaching United. United. So, yeah. <laughs> that was the last time that they've done that. So, West Ham are winless in their last 12 Premier League away games against United. Mm. So, and then West Ham have led United at halftime in each of their last three Prem games. And they've lost each one. <laughs> So, yeah, Jeez. that just gives you a sign. Um, so United have actually netted 15 goals in the last three Prem home games. Oh. And West Ham are looking to be, become the fourth London team to win at 
Old Trafford this season. Wow. So, because Crystal Palace beat him, Spurs beat him, and Arsenal beat United. So, they're going to be the fourth London-based team to beat United. So, I'll start this out. Um, obviously, United coming off a massive win against um, Man City during the weekend. Um, how are they doing in Europa League? Uh, they tied Milan. They tied Milan. 1-1. 1-1. Milan tied in the last minute. Really? So, United, you know, let a lead slip by. So, obviously, they have major confidence going into this game. Um, West Ham looking good. Obviously, I think they're going to play. United's going to have bulk of possession. West Ham's going to play their traditional counterattack style. Um, I think United's defense is very lackluster. Besides Luke Shaw, I think... Yeah. Um, uh, Lindelof and Maguire are susceptible to um, those counterattacks, and Mikel Antonio is going to take advantage of that. Jesse Lingard will have the pace to be Lingardinho. able. Lingardinho is going to get revenge on Ooh. his old team. Two one West Ham. Lingard with the goal. Let's go with the game winner. I think he's going to get the game winner. Oh lord! All right, Chris, Ooh. give me your prediction for this game. All right. <laughs> Jesus tough. It's uh, very tough. I think Man U's gonna go tired into this game. Obviously playing midweek, playing on Thursday against uh, Milan. Games on Sunday at uh, what is it like twelve, three o'clock? I think. Uh, it is at three fifteen. Yeah, three three o'clock game. Some time to recover, but uh, obviously uh, West Ham hasn't played since since the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go. I'll go with the draw. Um, okay. Normally I go with the man you win, but just to make, make things interesting, I'll go with the 1 1 draw. I'm going to say <laughs> Jesse Lingard scores, <laughs> gets his revenge on Man U, and I'm going to say Man United, uh, uh, yeah, ties it up. I don't really know who's going to score first. Uh, I'm going to go with Man United. We're going up 1 0 with the goal from who other than Bruno Fernandez? Phoenix will be penalty. Probably penalty. But the skip. Those but uh, I'm going to say Jesse Lingard's going to end up tying it 1-1. That's how it's going to end for me. All right. Nice to see you. So, like you said, follow us on our Instagram account. Get some free money. Give us our score lines. You know, we move. We move. You don't have to guess the, the goal scores. You don't have to guess the goals. We're, just, we're just doing it because we, we just like the, doing it. We like to do it. But just get the score line. You don't have to guess the, score, the winners and the score line. That's all you have to give us. And the last game... Is some Serie A action. Massive game. We have AC Milan versus Napoli, which is currently the second versus the sixth seed. So this is massive European implications online. And Napoli's only two points behind Atalanta mm-hmm. for a Europe, Europa League spot. So, some stats for y'all. So AC Milan are unbeaten their last four Serie A games against Napoli. One win and three draws. Okay. So AC Milan last won both meetings against Napoli in since 2010, which is crazy because that's when that's Ronaldinho, Alexander Pato, that era yeah. of AC Milan, yeah, yeah. which is very, a very, very long time ago. So, AC Milan's last Serie A game win against Napoli came back in December of 2014. So, that was their last AC Milan's last win versus Napoli, which is a very long time ago. Wow, yeah, AC Milan have gained as many points. After 26 games from, eh, hold up, this makes no sense. But yeah, let's just say AC Milan just has a lot of points 
from their last 26 games as they did in the last four when they won the title. Oh, wow. Which is crazy because those, you know, those title teams, 1996, 2005, 2004, 2005, 2006, and 2007, those are the dream Milan era teams. And that's just crazy. Oh, yeah. And so they have, so this team actually has more points than them in this point in the season than those teams ever did. And they're in second. And they're in second. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely. And the last fact is that Napoli are win, are winless away from home since January 10th, which is a very long time because it's oh, March day. 11th. Yeah. Geez. So it's been over two months since they've. Oh, yeah. yeah. Since January? January 10th. We're in 10th. March. Oh, in oh March. my gosh. Two months. Yeah. The last time they won was against Udinese, January 10th. Jeez. So they've drawn one and lost four at home. So, yeah. Uh, Chris, tell me how this game's going to go. Um, I think AC Milan wants to obviously catch back to... Uh, to to enter, um, I'm gonna go with the uh, with the Milan win. I'm gonna say a two nil win. Okay. And that doesn't. I don't know who's gonna score. Um, don't really care. Yeah. But I'm I, gonna say AC Milan's gonna win two nil. I feel you. I feel you. So um, obviously Napoli has not been playing good as well this year. Well, this entire year they haven't been playing good. They lost to Granada in Europa League. They're sixth place outside of Europe. They've lost to some easy teams. Gattuso's kind of iffy. But if anyone might get sacked. Yeah, yeah, he might get sacked, but we don't know. But in my opinion, um, yeah, I think AC, AC against big teams, they do well. Against Roma, they played well. Um, Napoli, I think, is going to play somewhat similar to Roma. So I think it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. I'm going to say 3-2. Ooh. 3-2 Milan. Ooh. And I think this Kessie's going to score a penalty. <laughs> yeah, at least probably. one. At least one. But there's going to be a penalty in that game. But, yeah. And, yeah, that bump Milan to 59 points. So, yeah. let's go AC Milan. We're rooting for you. So. I'm going for Inter. <laughs> yeah, we want Inter to win the league, but. We want AC to win this game. We want the Serie A to get a bit more interesting. I want it to be to like the last game of the season, and then they battle it out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But, like we said, give us your scoreline on our Instagram account to give some free money. $100. $100. If you want to do your research, you can do your research. We got it just off the internet. If you want to go more in-depth, of course you can go in-depth, but we're just giving our thoughts off the top of our heads. So, off the dome. Off the dome. <laughs> so... Yeah, gotta love it. But that is the end of this episode. Um, remember, follow us on Instagram, the Karen Centurious Podcast, to get live updates, posts. Um, we might do some live reactions of the game this weekend. You never know. Mm-hmm. But, and ultimately, and finally, obviously, the cash money that you could win for free. So, $100. $100 for free for you. You want to do with the hundred dollars? You can do a lot with the hundred bucks. Yeah. During this time, you can do a lot with the hundred bucks. You're gonna get them all in ones too. Yeah, all in ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give I'll give you a fifty dollar bill. A I'll do another fifty. Yeah, we'll just do that. Let's do it. Yeah. So obviously, we're gonna post something after this, after our podcast ends, and you will give us your score lines and all that. So go follow the account. 
It's going to be nice. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. That's the end of the podcast, y'all. Well, not the end of the podcast, not the episode. Chris, <laughs> any final words you want to say to the people? Yeah, so I'm leaving Aaron this podcast since the end, and I'm going to create my own, apparently. So. No, 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 we're not. We're, we're not, we're not <laughs> Just doing, kidding. Nah. We're, not do, we're not doing this to y'all. We, we need y'all. We're, we're a duo. We got to do this together. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. You already know. But, but yeah, yeah. as always, you know, KTP, baby. KTP, baby. We love y'all. Stay safe. And peace. Peace out.